This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. If there's one thing that I've learned about life, it's that there are going to be a million incredible, joyful, beautiful, happy moments filled with laughter. And no matter how hard we try to avoid it, we are also going to have moments of grief, pain, humiliation, shame, and suffering. It's part of the human experience. And sometimes we can get into this trap of wanting to escape those hard times, of wanting only the happy times, the joyful times. I mean, of course that's what we want. And of course that's what we strive for because it's so much more comfortable. But human beings are a vessel for emotions. And when we really allow life to flow through us and to unfold in front of us, we open ourselves up to experience all different types of emotions. I have talked a lot about self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-love on this show, and realized in the last couple of months as I've been navigating this recent go with anxiety and panic attacks again, that I'm really good at practicing those things and rooting down into those things when everything's going well in my life, (laughs) when things are going the way that I want them to be going. And I have been called or invited in this last series of events to find those things, that self-acceptance, that self-compassion, that self-love at a much deeper level in that I have had to practice finding it in a moment when I don't want to be where I am. I don't want to be that version of myself. I don't want to be the woman, the girl who's having anxiety and panic attacks and dark thoughts and who can't show up for her family and who has to put work on hold. Like, I have a hard time loving that girl. So it's been really interesting to, I don't know, kind of explore what is self-love? Like, if we can't love all versions of ourselves, really, if we can't love ourselves when we're in the struggle, if we can't love ourselves when we're in a moment of learning or when something isn't going the way that we would hope. So I feel like kind of unlocking this new layer of self-love and self-compassion and self-acceptance where I'm finding that for myself in a space that I'm not totally comfortable in. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I think all of us, I know all of us, will have struggles in life and we'll find ourselves in 
dark corners that we don't want to be in, whether that's a shift in a relationship status or, you know, maybe we're single and we want to be in a relationship or maybe we're in a relationship and it's not working. Maybe your career is needing a change or you're not even sure what job you want to do and it feels, I mean, frustrating, insecure, all of these things. Perhaps you're struggling with grief over the loss of a loved one. Maybe your health is suffering. Maybe you're not happy in the body that you're in right now. It's easy to find acceptance for ourselves and that voice of love and compassion when everything's going well. And it's a whole nother ball game when we're not where we want to be. But true self-love and true self-acceptance is something that we have to work on practicing in all moments and chapters of our life. So I want to talk a little bit about that today. And I hope when you're in that period of time or that moment where you're feeling a little stuck or not exactly where you want to be, that you can tune back into this episode and take some of the things that I've learned over the past several weeks and the things that I'm continuing to practice myself to support you as well. In Buddhism, they say that the root of all suffering lies in two things, aversion and craving. Aversion and craving. Where there is aversion, like an extreme dislike of something, and or craving, that powerful, all-consuming desire that we experience, we find our body tensing up, we find our heart closing, we find ourselves wanting to be anywhere other than the present moment. And this is the definition of suffering, being uncomfortable, feeling unsafe, and wanting to run from your life as it is. Sa De Simone, who is one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, I'll make sure that I take him down below, wrote a post a long time ago. I can't even find it now. That's how long ago it was posted, but the idea behind it has always stuck with me. He said, we can find ourselves in a dark room and most of us will frantically scramble chaotically around the room, flailing our arms, hitting the walls, trying to find the light switch so that we can see again. We end up bruised and battered and probably a little embarrassed. <laughs> and we haven't really learned anything in the process. We just wanted to get out of the dark and into the light as fast as we possibly could. The alternative is that we can sit with ease or sit with our fear of the dark, sit with the discomfort that we're in for a few moments longer until our eyes adjust and then we can stand up and walk calmly to the light switch and turn it on. We leave the room without any bumps or bruises, or certainly not as many, and probably a few lessons, a shift or change in our physiology or the way that our body feels. I don't know about you, but I realize that when I get into a place that I'm not comfortable in, 
whether it's been around my body image in my teens or, you know, whether it was in school, trying to get the best grades possible. If I'm in a situation where I'm uncomfortable or where things feel hard, I scramble like a mofo to get that light on as fast as I can. I don't enjoy being uncomfortable. But the problem is that my fear of sitting in the dark room keeps me moving at a pace that my body can't keep up with. And eventually I burn out and get insane anxiety and I miss things. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, Country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B A B B E L com slash Robbie Talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code rawbeautytalks at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code rawbeautytalks. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. One of the things I haven't talked about on the show yet is what is causing all of this anxiety that I'm experiencing. And a huge part of it is a genetic neurochemical imbalance that needs to be supported with an SSRI. And I talked all about that two episodes ago in the podcast with Michelle Campbellis about SSRI. So you can go there for more information on that. And this is something that kind of runs in my family. So I can do all the yoga and meditation and self-care, which trust me, I have done. And I still have this anxiety that can get completely out of control. Now, I also, I don't want to say made mistakes, but (laughs) I learned some big lessons around running a business last year. And I did some things that I probably wouldn't repeat again after doing them. I 
invested in and spent money on things that weren't necessarily giving us any return. And as a result, got us into a place where there was a lot of financial pressure. Now, if you know me, finances is probably one of my biggest stress triggers. And I know that it is for a lot of people. And so this was really what started triggering the panic attacks. And once you start having panic attacks, it creates a nice little cycle in your body where your whole system is on high alert and my system, I could not get it to calm down. So the panic was coming again and again and again. And then we know that when your physical body is struggling like that, your thoughts are no longer healthy and aligned. And so it creates this cycle that I found myself in. So now that I'm feeling so much better, thank God for the SSRIs and therapy and time, just giving myself time to heal and slow down and talk through these things, I am really able to dive into this work of healing at a deeper level. So when things were going sideways with the business and I was in this metaphorical dark room, my immediate reaction was, work harder, try more things, panic mode, flail around in the dark room trying to find the light switch to turn on to fix everything. And ultimately what I'm practicing right now is trying to just sit in the dark room and (laughs) to learn to relax and soften my body, to think about things from a logical standpoint now that the SSRI has kicked in and helped me get to a balanced place so that I can make conscious, wise decisions moving forward rather than operating from a reactive panic mode, right? So here I am, I'm sitting in the dark room. I, to be honest, like have not quite figured out where the light switch is. (laughs) And I can laugh about this right now, but I haven't. I will keep you posted if you are a listener of this podcast. I will keep you posted on how that goes. I have faith and hope right now that I will find a light switch, that I will be able to amend some of the decisions that I made last year. And we are really simplifying everything and just kind of going back to the basics. And that's okay. That is okay. And that's exactly where I need to be right now. But it's been an interesting exercise to practice sitting in the dark room and to reprogram my usual self, which is do, 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 fix, 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 and do it as fast as I can to be really productive, to just being with what is, to just practice finding some sense of self-acceptance for what is right now and for myself on so many different layers, right? For these mistakes that I made, quote unquote mistakes, for the anxiety that I feel around them. I mean, I was so self-judgmental around how I was unable to cope with this. Like, why can't I just deal with this? There's so many people who go through things that are so much more stressful. Why is my body having this reaction? So you can see how when we are thinking in that way, it's like we've been stabbed once by the incident at hand, and then we stab ourselves again by judging the way that we reacted or judging the thoughts that we have or judging who we are. So let's talk a little bit about how to practice self-acceptance and self-love 
when you are in a space that you're not comfortable being in, when you are in that dark room, when you are in the body that you are finding hard to love, when you're in the transitionary period between two times or spaces in your life, when you are feeling unlovable, when you are struggling with mental illness, when your health is suffering. Let's talk about self-love and self-acceptance when we're in that space. So the very first thing is to just bring some awareness to how you are reacting to the situation at hand and to practice doing that without judgment. So, okay, Aaron is (laughs) triggered right now by this financial stress that's come up within her business. And I'm noticing that, I mean, my body, my physical body is tightening up. I notice that I'm feeling like a failure, that I'm feeling stupid, that I'm feeling like I made a million wrong decisions. I'm noticing that I feel fear. Okay, so that's a lot that my body's holding right now and I can be with it in this moment. And then allowing and welcoming that emotion rather than running from it, rather than hoping that it will just go away or avoiding it, can we actually welcome it into our body okay i see you i see you anxiety i see you depression i see you fear i got you you're safe in this body you're allowed to move through me i'll hold room for you literally just talking to yourself like this i've got my hand on my heart right now and i've got my shoulders back a little bit just to create some opening and some softness And then we can investigate where this comes from. So where is this fear coming from? I mean, obvious, there's the stress that we're currently having, but I always say when you're having a hysterical response, it's almost always something historical. So where does this financial stress come from? Where does this feeling of not enough come from? Where does this low energy come from, whatever it is that you're working with. And usually we can track that back to a time in childhood. I mean, some people now are talking about ancestral therapy where we carry generational pain or trauma from our ancestors. And so we can just get curious about where this pain body comes from. And again, no judgment around that. We're just noticing. And then the last piece is to nurture and offer self-compassion, recognizing that we're not that emotion. It's not us. It is arising and moving through us, but it's impermanent. And so this goes back to the acronym of RAIN, which we talked about in last week's episode, but I personally find I need reminders and to hear these things over and over again. So RAIN stands for R, recognize, A, allow and be welcoming of the emotion, I, investigate where does this come from and n is to nurture ourselves offering self-compassion and just non-personalization of whatever it is that is coming up for you the second piece is to practice self-compassion how would you care for a friend who is going through something similar 
How would you speak to them? What would you recommend for them to do? How would you suggest that they take care of themselves in this moment? And you may find it hard to figure out what you would say to somebody in that situation. So it doesn't have to be perfect and you don't have to have all the answers for them. But just offering them some solace and saying, you know, you're not alone in this. It's okay that you're feeling that way. And this too shall pass. All feelings are impermanent. You know, we've never remained in a state of pure happiness and you've never remained in a state of anxiety or depression or fear or sadness forever. So it will shift, it will move, it will change. And we can also picture a younger version of ourselves. You know, if you know where this emotion is coming from when you were younger, perhaps, imagine yourself speaking to that younger version of yourself reassuring her or him, ensuring that they know that they're safe and giving them what they needed in that moment when this emotion first started to present. Number three is really important, and I need you to listen to this one loud and clear. You are not the only one who has experienced what you are going through, and you're not the last one who will experience going through it. You are not alone in whatever it is that you are struggling with right now. I have heard countless times the shame in someone's voice when they explain the dark room that they are in or the corner that they're in, or the challenge that they're going through. So often in these moments, we feel incredibly alone and like we are the only one, we are weird, that, you know, nobody else is experiencing this. I know when I went through my postpartum period, I felt like that. I know I felt like that recently with the panic attacks. I felt absolutely like I was the only person who was going through this. I remember messaging my friend Penny and being like, I know that you work with people who are, you know, incredibly successful and have these beautiful careers. Do any of them struggle with mental health or anxiety and panic attacks? What I wanted to be reassured of was, can I live my life, live my purpose with and while I'm struggling with anxiety? And of course, she responded back and was like, basically 100% of the people that I know and work with struggle with this, especially right now after these crazy last couple of years, like everybody is going through this. I want you to know that in speaking with so many individuals over the years, and These are people who have done incredible things along with all of the individuals that I've coached and in my own personal experiences. Nobody has existed without struggle, pain, loss, or fear in their life. It's part of life. I've also noticed that right alongside all of these things, they've also experienced beauty and love and growth and connection and learning and fun. We can be in a dark room and actually experience many moments of joy. We can be, you know, having a hard time and also still find love, still find purpose, still find connection. The point of life isn't to exist 100% of the time in this happy, positive place. I think sometimes we 
are led to believe that that is the goal. But that can't be the goal because it's not possible. And so rather, I think the goal is to find acceptance for the moment that we're in, to soak up every lesson and learning and essence of whatever chapter it is that we're in. Life will blossom with abundance and then parts will fall away. Hearts are going to love and hearts are going to break. And you're going to have moments of pure bliss and moments of excruciating pain and suffering. And you can and you will handle it all. You can and you will handle it all. But know that not for one moment are you ever alone in what you are going through. The next one I want to talk about is comparison, which is another thing that we as humans all do and experience. Comparison gets a lot of flack, like don't compare, you shouldn't compare, why would you compare? Well, we're human beings. We all are going to compare, so go easy on yourself. But I want you to remember that comparison and self-acceptance can't live at the same time. So we want to keep calling ourselves back to a place of self-acceptance, self-love, gratitude for the moment that we're in, and acceptance for the moment that we're in as well. And that can be as simple as bringing awareness to when that comparison voice strikes up, and then bringing ourselves back to the place where our feet are and being in the present moment. Okay, up next, I want you to get curious about why you struggle to accept your current state. Why are you struggling to accept your current state? I mean, at first, you're probably going to be like, well, it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to feel depressed or anxious or heartbroken or uncertain. And so, okay, great. Let's go a little bit deeper. When I think about this with my anxiety, I mean, a moderate level of anxiety I'm down with because it does help me stay productive and I kind of, you know, like want to keep my hands busy. And so there's some positives to that. But when it becomes debilitating level of anxiety, I find it very hard to accept that. So of course, first and foremost, there's a physical discomfort around this that I don't really want to be feeling or experiencing. And if I dig a little bit deeper, I feel a lot of fear when I'm in that state about how it will impact my kids. You know, will it cause them anxiety? Will it cause them to withdraw from me? Will they be scared? Will they not be getting enough quality time? So there's fear around that. I want to get out of my anxious state because I'm worried about my kids. Another thing that comes up for me when I have debilitating anxiety, I have to ask for help and I have to rely on other people. I had to send a text message to one of my groups of girlfriends asking for help and saying, I need groceries, I need support with the kids right now, like playdates organized, and I have to tap out here basically. And I sobbed sending that text message. I have honestly don't think I've ever felt that vulnerable. I hated it. I hated having to ask for help. I am so much more comfortable being the one helping others. Sign me up for that job any day. Asking for help just was like a punch in the gut. 
I felt like a failure. I mean, so many different things came up for me in that moment. And then the other reason why the debilitating anxiety, I want to move out of that state as quickly as possible is because it triggers this belief around the fact that I need to always be productive. And when I have that kind of anxiety, I can't be productive. It halts everything to a stop. It slows me down. I mean, it feels like I'm moving backwards in the business where I feel like I need to be digging myself out of the hole. And so as I wrote these things down and brought awareness to them, I also had an aha moment myself because all of these are things and areas that I actually need to work on releasing, healing, letting go of, getting more comfortable with. I cannot protect my kids from everything in life. And my kids are going to see me struggle in moments. And really what matters is, you know, the way I communicate about what's happening with them. I saw on Sophie Jaffe's Instagram recently that when she's having a day where she just needs to sleep in the afternoon or she needs some alone time or she's feeling low, that she'll tell her kids, mommy's healing, mommy's doing healing work. And I read that and it brought tears to my eyes because it felt so much more aligned than saying mommy's sick or mommy's anxious or, you know, all of these other terms or ways that we could describe it. Mommy's healing right now feels really good to me because it's also giving them permission as they go through life to give themselves space to heal as well. Then we come down to the next one on the list, asking for help wow, I didn't realize how uncomfortable I was with that. I mean, asking for a little help here and there, for sure, no problem. But like really asking for help at that level, I mean, I had to reflect on why that's so difficult for me and the beliefs around it that pop up, where those come from and whether or not they're really serving me, right? And then the last piece, not being productive, having to slow down. I mean, this is the number one thing that I am working on right now is my deeply ingrained beliefs around needing to hustle, always needing to be doing something, needing to be busy. And for me, it's not really that I feel like I have to do this in order to receive acceptance from others. It's that I want to do it because I want to reach my goals so badly, but it's causing me to burn out. So I kind of really need to reassess my capacity and form some new beliefs around rest and <laughs> allowing myself space for self-care and allowing myself space so that I can operate from a more balanced place and not constantly be in the cycle of burning out. So in getting curious about why you struggle to accept your current state, I bet you too could find a few areas where there is room for growth, healing, learning, rewiring of brain patterns. So maybe press pause right now and take a moment to journal a little bit about that and see what comes up for you. Up next is an important one. So I first learned about this from Mr. Tony Robbins. I've talked about it on the show before. And again, I will talk about some of the pivotal things more than once on this show because we need to hear it over and over again is the basics of it. But change your physical state to change your mental state. So when I am stuck in a place where I feel no self-love, where I cannot find self-acceptance, 
where it's just feeling like my body is tight and constricted and not in flow, I can't think myself out of that space. I have to physically change my state. And that can look like going for a walk or going for a workout, getting my body into some cold ass water, doing a cold rinse or a cold plunge, dancing, putting on some really good music and just like going for it, just moving my body in whatever way feels right for me. It can be jumping up and down. It could even be an inversion if you're not able to do like a ton of movement. So lying on the floor and putting your feet up against the wall. Change your physical state to change your mental state. I don't know if you've ever had a bad body image day and you went for a walk or you put on some good music and it just helped you shift things ever so slightly to a place that felt a lot better. When we change our physical state, it directly impacts the chemical reactions that we're having in our brain, which directly impacts the thoughts that we have. And so simply by moving differently, we can find a greater level of self-acceptance and self-love. Last but not least, when we are struggling to accept ourselves, most often if you tune into your body, there's a feeling of being constricted, of tightness, of heaviness. A lot of people find that either in their throat or in their chest, that there's a tightness, like a ball there. Often another place that's really common is in the stomach area. And so as you notice yourself gripping, I would encourage you to just call yourself to open and soften. Try this right now with me. Put your hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and just tune into your body, noticing any areas of tension, restriction, pressure, and just invite yourself to open. Maybe imagine each cell turning into a gummy bear, soft and squishy. Or perhaps imagine breathing in a little more space in between each cell. You can whisper the words soften and open to yourself. Soften and open. Letting your body know that it is safe. Letting your body know that it is loved. And every time we practice this in the face of fear, when we are not in a space of love, which is our true essence, we can practice softening and practice opening in order to release and in order to bring ourselves home to that place of self-acceptance and that space of self-love. When I think of self-love and self-acceptance, those two words, opening, softness, a calm, gentle, knowing, all of those words come to mind and bubble up for me. So releasing the resistance and just softening into what is the moment that you are in and the woman that you are. Something I find so comforting is this deep understanding that everything is impermanent. It can be a little bit scary in the good moments because I can tend to want to cling to those. But the more that we 
really trust in the ebbs and flows of life, like the waves on the ocean, the less grip we have to hold. And we allow space for the good to flow into our life and the challenges to flow right through us. It doesn't mean it's always going to be comfortable, but did we really sign up for this job of being humans to be comfortable all the time? I don't know about you, but I want to feel. I want to feel it all. And we cannot simply choose to feel one type of emotion without cutting off or blunting our ability to feel others. So acceptance for where you are now. That doesn't mean we can't open our mind in moments to dream about the future, or it doesn't mean that we can't be working towards figuring something out or, you know, taking that next step forward or shifting our habits. It doesn't mean that we're stuck in this space forever, but life will naturally bring about change. And in finding self-acceptance and self-love, I can almost guarantee you'll be vibrating from a different space, which will call in all that you're looking for without so much struggle on your part, with much more ease. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a moment to share it with somebody that you love or to share it on your own Instagram feed. I always love to regram your shares. It means so much to me. I hope you all have a beautiful week wherever you are doing whatever you're doing. I also have to say in this season, I've watched more Netflix than ever before in my life. I'm slowly letting go of Netflix. But if you haven't watched Bridgerton or Yellowstone, and you need a little something to support you in whatever you're going through right now, I mean, I just love those shows so much. They were so good. I would 100% recommend them. And then also, I'm going to put a couple great books in the show notes down below that are books that you can keep on your nightstand that you can flip open and read a couple sentences of to just ground and center you, ones that have been offering me a lot of peace. Oh my God, my kids are so loud downstairs. If you can hear them, then that's what's going on. I'll make sure that I put those in the show notes for you. Take care, love you lots, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.